Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, and he's going to tell you about his hands-on experience as an iPhone user with Android. We'll also hear from Brian Schaffen of the Mac Observer. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. We're joined by Kirk McElhern from his palatial estate in the UK, and soon he will be living in a shack. No, a barn, or I'll ask him to explain this because it sounds fascinating. Okay, let's start with something that relates to the laws in the UK. And I'll preface this by the fact that in the past week we had a fascinating guest over at our other radio show, the Paracast, the Paranormal Radio Show, somebody named Matthew Williams, fellow UK kind of person, who was once arrested for making a crop circle in somebody's farm. (laughs) Well, what do you expect? I mean, if it's not your farm and you go out there with a lawnmower, you're going to get in trouble. Well, okay. Well, this guy apparently does pretty good work, but yes, that's the problem. They found out he was fined. I guess promised never to do it again, but I don't know. Yeah. But if you want to learn more about that, we have an active forum topic on his crop circles, and he's in there, Matthew Williams. If you look him up online, he's one of the most famous crop circle makers. And the reason I mention laws and everything, it appears that my good friend Kirk McElhern, fellow New Yorker and all, he admits he broke the law. I fought the law and the law won. Now, that's... That we're talking about. Yeah, the law beat me. I did something a couple of days ago that was illegal. I ripped a CD. I imported a CD into iTunes. In You've the got UK, to explain this because that's something UK, we all do. I mean, even Steve Jobs once said, you know, you've got to rip and burn. Rip, mix, burn is what he said, yeah. Um, in the UK, it is not legal to rip CDs. It's not legal to rip anything, DVDs, Blu-rays, or anything. Um, but even CDs, it's not legal to rip them. Apparently, no one will ever prosecute anyone for it. The Whatever group manages rights or whatever has already stated that they won't prosecute people for it, but it is not legal. It's never been legal. There were, A few years ago, apparently, there were some whisperings that it was going to be made legal in a new communications bill or something that the parliament was going to pass, and it hasn't happened, and it's still illegal. So I broke the law. I'm waiting for the black helicopters, which I know that you get kind of often over there. Hey, I'm going to give you some funny laws in a moment, okay? Okay. This is going to be good, all right? All right, so it's illegal to rip a CD. I, I looked into it, and yeah. it's not expressly legal in the United States either. U.S. law does prohibit a number of activities, including, I don't know what the term is, when you take content from one device and put it on another, but apparently what I can see is that case law and jurisprudence make it such that this act is considered to be allowed, but there's no specific law that says you can rip a CD in, in the States either. But it's very clear that it is illegal in the UK. There is a law that says you can't do it. Well, you know, a lot of times they use laws like that as an excuse, They want to get somebody on something so they find some wacky law. Let me give you some wacky U.S. laws, and I won't tell you which states have this, okay? Did you know it was illegal to wear a fake mustache that causes laughter in a church? So therefore, if you want to look like Groucho Marx, can't do it, right? But what if you wear a fake mustache and no one laughs? 
Well, I guess so, that's okay. So the, the, the line to not cross is the laughter, so people can start laughing just to get someone arrested. That's interesting. Okay. Putting salt on a railroad track may be punishable by death. Oh, boy. Death. Okay. I'm trying to think what... I got a better I, one, by it, the way. You ready for this one? Sure. You may not have an ice cream cone in your back pocket at any time. Would that be just the cone or the cone with ice cream? It says ice cream cone. Okay. Well, that to me sounds like the cone and not the cone with the ice cream. But you'd have to go to the Supreme Court for that to be straightened out, wouldn't you? If you're in Anniston, Alabama, you may not wear blue jeans down Noble Street, wherever that is. Okay. All right. You know, I'll just stay away from Anniston, Alabama. Okay. And this one, if you're in Auburn, Alabama, and you're a young stud... Men who deflower virgins, regardless of age or marital status, may face up to five years in jail. So, guys, watch out. Even if it's perfectly legal, even if she is of the right age, you're consenting adults, stay away from Auburn, Alabama. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that one. What what if you marry someone? I have more, by the way. Dominoes. What if you marry someone and on your wedding night you deflower her? You see? That's right. You ever notice that every once in a while you see an article on the internet about these crazy laws? You ever notice most of them come from the south and southeast, not southwest where you are? I'm just saying. There's something going on. You there? This is in Alabama, by the way. You're right uh-huh. about that. I haven't even gotten to Arizona or any other states. Because uh, you're doing this alphabetically. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, in Arizona, hunting camels is prohibited. Okay. Good luck with that. It is unlawful to, to refuse a person a glass of water. That's good. No, seriously, because... A thirsty person in Arizona, where it's very hot, goes into a restaurant, and if someone's going to refuse them water, that could be, you know, dangerous person could be dehydrated. Okay, this is one real close to home here. It is illegal to smoke cigarettes in Mesa, Arizona, within 15 feet of a public place, unless you have a Class 12 liquor license. Okay, um... And the, so, fine one, the final one from Tucson, women may not wear pants in Tucson, Arizona. Well, good luck with that um, if you have people coming over from the UK because pants are panties. So if you tell, if, if women from the UK come over and find they can't wear pants, they're going to be a little bit uncomfortable. This is getting kind of grisly, folks. I don't want to get into this. Anyway, if any of the authorities... Want to come and arrest Kirk McElhern because he ripped a CD. I will not give you his address. Okay? That's good. I'm moving soon anyway. That's right. You are moving. And I was kind of joking about this. Let's talk about this because this... That was a good segue, wasn't it? I know. But this is a problem that people find if they live in rural areas, even here in the U.S. You know, a lot of people in this country do not have broadband internet. And the reason no. is they don't live in an area where they have the wires. You know, they are selling you all these great broadband deals. I got a special deal with CenturyLink here. 
40 megabits down, 20 megabits up. Pretty good. And actually, where I live, they give me 50. I'm getting more than I pay for. Pretty good, he says. Pardon? Pretty good. Pretty good, he says. Pretty good, okay. Pretty good. How much do you pay for that? How much do you pay a month? Not much, because it's a special, like, one-year deal if you... Agree. So what's the normal price a month? Normal price would probably be $70, $80 a month, but I pay a lot okay. less. Okay, that gives us a benchmark. Okay. And it does give me about 90% of the advertised speed, which is really, really good, by the way. And it's very consistent. All right. Okay. That's the first thing. What kind of speed do you get now where you live? Um, I get about 15 megabits. That's download. This is download. Up, I get about one. Okay, so this is one. what we call low to mid-range broadband. It's standard DSL when you're in a city, basically. Okay, what I have um, is DSL too. I didn't get this much. I didn't get this much in France. In France, I was getting about eight. Um, but I wasn't in as big a city. You know, there are so many variables about that sort of thing. Right, and I live in a fairly big metropolitan area, and it is DSL. We have DSL himself, Kirk McElhern, looking for broadband internet for his new home. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount For all our listeners, 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Good day. Jim Newcomer from Midas Resources, November 27, 2013. Gold opened this morning at 1252.40. A one ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1298.21, 649.11 for a half ounce, or 324.55 for a quarter ounce. That's 1298.21, 649.11, and 324.55. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. Wise up, load up at freeze-dryguy.com. Now is the time to get the freeze-dried meats, fruits, and vegetables you want from Wise on sale at freeze-dryguy.com. This delicious, nutritious food is perfect for your emergency preparedness or outdoor recreational needs. 
It's the food with a 25-year shelf life you see exclusively featured on the popular Doomsday Preppers TV show. It's the same quality line of food the lovely Marie Osmond has been touting all across America. It's the wise investment in your family's future that personal finance expert and radio host Dave Ramsey has been talking about. And it's on sale now through Cyber Monday, December 2nd at freezedryguide.com. So wise up, shop online now or call 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. Make the wise food choice. It's easy to prepare, easy to enjoy, and easy to buy on sale now at freezedryguide.com. A healthy digestive system supports a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system protects you against infections and disease. Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse, available at Terraganics.com, is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic and is gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM1 contains three groups of beneficial microbes and enzymes to cleanse and remove toxins, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, and aids in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 one is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, is non-GMO, has all natural certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is never freeze-dried. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So Kirk McElhern is facing now a dilemma when he moves from his current home to, I guess, a more rural location? Yeah, I'm moving to a barn. It's, well, technically rural. It's on the edge of a village of 600 people. Um, it's a mile and a half from a town of a few thousand, four miles from a bigger town, maybe 5,000. So it's not like I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's a former farm with a, a number of buildings that have been converted into homes. So I'm actually only getting a third of a barn. It was a pretty big barn originally. The broadband speeds, one of the, the first questions I asked after we saw the house um, was, what are the broadband speeds like? And so I asked one of the neighbors, the next person down in the barn, and fortunately, he had email addresses of a bunch of people that lived in the this former farm. It's about 15 homes. And I got answers from several of them who are getting between one and two megabits. Um, one person's getting four megabits with a different provider, but it looks like the fastest that I could hope for using standard DSL is about four megabits. So that's barely, barely acceptable. Well, you know how it... I mean, when you're downloading big files, obviously it, it's a different calculation, but even in normal usage... It means web pages won't really load that fast. It means for email, you're okay until you have attachments. Um, it means streaming movies with Netflix, you might not be able to do. Because that four megabits is obviously, you know, in the best of times. Um, speeds vary. Although, I don't get much of a variation here with my 15 megabits. Whenever I do a big download, I get 
about two megabytes a second, pretty constant. Um, but in an area like that where you're far from the exchange, uh, it you can't have a very reliable speed. So what I'm trying to decide now is do I want to spend the money to get satellite internet? Um, I can get 20 megabit satellite internet. Uh, it's pretty easy to set up. Um, it would cost 65 pounds a month. That's about $100. Now, the big problem is that there's a bandwidth cap. At that price, I would get 50 gigabits a month, uh, gigabytes a month, but I'd get unlimited overnight from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., I think. So if you watch your and, movies overnight, you're in good shape. Well, see, that's what I, want, I need to figure out. If, if we don't watch a movie every night, you know, how much does an HD movie on Netflix take up? Two gigabytes? One and a half? One? If you, if you get an HD movie from iTunes, it can be three or four. But iTunes, you don't stream, so I could download something overnight to watch the next day. It would, it would mean there would be a fair amount of planning. Um, Do they offer an option for more bandwidth? Uh, no, this is the plan with the largest amount of bandwidth, actually, that I was looking at. Um, and if you I exceed think- it, they just cut you off? They slow you down to 256K, Ooh. and that's not kilobytes, that's kilobits. Um, okay, so what are the speeds again you're getting with this? 20 megabits down. And how much up? I think it might be six. Okay, that's uh, good. And how just, much does it cost again? 65 pounds, about $100. All right, so it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Um Compared to actual regular broadband, yeah, it says up to 20 megabits down, up to 6 megabits up. So the up to 20 means I'll get the 15 to 20 that I get here. Um, Up to 6 megabits up is good because that's a lot faster than I'm getting here. Um, I could get a plan with only 10 gigabytes per month, which anyone who's not going to be doing streaming or downloading Mavericks installers and and iOS updates would be fine with 10 gigabytes. but if I, you know, if I need to download a lot of stuff one day for my work, um, I need, I need that cat, I need that data. So I'm thinking of going for the 50 gigabytes. Now I could go for 30 gigabytes. That's 45 pounds. Um, but then there's a setup fee of 50 pounds, which I don't pay with the biggest contract. So I just might go for the largest contract and just say, you know, suck it up and just pay it. That's it. Now, this DSL provider that gives you up to four, is there any hope they'll expand the service to give you somewhat better? There is. Um, So this is in an area that's been targeted for fiber. Um, Apparently, last July, they chose from, they put out a call for tender and chose a a bidder, which happens to be um, the same provider that offers the four megabits. It's BT, which is the old British telecom, which is a company that runs the actual networks. All the other ISPs um, buy bandwidth from BT, which is why BT is faster in an area like this than other providers. Now, one thing that's interesting is that the satellite companies will give you the, the you, you're signing up for a 24 month contract or an 18 month contract. They'll give you an out if you get fiber. You can cancel for free. All right. So that's a pretty fair deal when you think about it. Um, now, one of the neighbors said that there had been some discussions that fiber might come in the spring i can't see that happening because i've looked on all the websites where they announce these things you know ready for order um not scheduled at all and it's in an area it's just not scheduled at all so at the very least maybe you'll be stuck with a satellite for a year or so 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I could pay a little bit more setup fee and get a 12-month contract um, because I really don't want to commit to two years. Um, but if I can cancel um, when I get fiber, then that might be worth going for the two years. Of course, this assumes that we're going to stay there two years, which is what we're planning now, but who knows? I, what I don't like is that all these things have contracts in the UK. Um, I never had this in France. I would always sign up and you could cancel at any time. Um, when it's normal broadband, you're moving from one house in a city to another. It doesn't matter. Your contract, if you have a contract, it's going to continue. But here, if I'm moving from one place with satellite to a place where I've already got another broadband, then I really wouldn't want that. So, Bite the bullet, get the year, and hopefully when we talk again a year from now, you'll be getting gigabit downloads and uploads. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that – I mean – I don't want to have to pay this, um, but if I do, I do. You know, there's not much of a choice, basically. I'm, I'm pretty much stuck. Um, fortunately, there's already a satellite in the house. Now, it's not the right kind of satellite, but when I talk to this company on the phone, they think that they can just take that satellite down. It's a TV satellite. Put up their satellite. Use the coax cable that's already been installed. You know, there's been a hole drilled through these foot-thick stones. The, the, this is a, the house with stone walls. Um, so the setup shouldn't be too complicated. It should be pretty quick. Um, it, time is money, and I can't afford to be losing time because I can't get access to stuff when I'm doing research for an article, when I need to download software and things like that. Um, so I'm probably just going to pay it and say, you know, to heck with it. Now, the other question I'd ask is your DSL provider, they don't offer a business service with better performance? No, they're claiming that there's just no availability in the area, that there's just no bandwidth in the area. Ah, excuses, so, yeah. excuses. I know that yeah. CenturyLink is promising to offer 100 megabit service where we live now, but we might be moving in a few months, so it doesn't really matter. Of course, yeah. we can theoretically go to 150 megabits with Cox, but that's another story. We have Kirk McElhern joining us, trying to solve his internet access problems on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? 
Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds that are open pollinated and can be grown, harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. <laughs> but don't worry. HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA four-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3, 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain. Normally $26.95, now just $20. HerbalHealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit HerbalHealer.com and click the Winter Specials button to save on our natural cold and flu-fighting products. HerbalHealer.com, healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So Kirk McElhern, when he moves into this converted barn, will probably get satellite. Now the other problem with satellite is latency. The problem is latency, and we may not be able to do these calls over Skype anymore. Now, it's very possible that I'll still be getting standard DSL because what do I do when the satellite's down? I don't get a landline with the satellite, so mobile phone coverage is pretty bad there. My phone company doesn't cover the area. When I turn off the road to go into this sort of um, old farm area, I lose service. So they've already told me I can cancel. There's another phone company. Surprisingly, there's only one company in the UK that sells a, what's it called, a femtocell? The, this little 3G repeater. 
Right. And there's one company that does that. So I'm going to buy a SIM card and check in that in the area and see what the coverage is like. If it's okay, I'll I'll move my cell phone contract to this company, it's Vodafone, um, and get a femto cell in the house. So at least I'll have good cell coverage. But for that, I'll need the DSL. I don't think that would work over the satellite. Well, the one thing also here is if you have a wireless connection with a decent amount of bandwidth, you could run your Skype connection over that. The, the normal DSL. Oh, you're saying 3G. No, yeah. it's not going to be any faster. It would just be going over the DSL. But if I'm not downloading anything, for even two megabits is fine to do Skype. Even one megabit. Skype doesn't use a lot of data. The problem with Skype is the latency, and it doesn't work over the satellite. I see in the old days with Skype, it used to be peer-to-peer. But right. since Microsoft yeah. has taken it over, they want to move all that to their own cloud systems. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a conundrum, and it's, it's really annoying that I have to go through all these hoops to, to get this done. But that's pretty much the only options. Um, it's the Is price. this house worth the aggravation? Um, it's, it's really nice. You know what I'm going to do, uh, all you people out in Radio Land? I'm going to send Gene a link where he can see what it looks like. Because um, it's still listed on a website, even though it's even though we're, we've we've got it, still listed as being for rent. Um, so you can click through these photos, and you can see why it's worth it. When you get to photo eight and nine, that's a sort of a what they call it's it's a room they added on to the side of the house, a big living room. It's got a, a wood-burning stove in one room. It's got four bedrooms plus another bedroom over the garage, so it's quite big. Um, again, it's got stone walls, which is great because that means um, it's going to stay warm in the winter. It's going to stay cool in the summer. You know what? This is a beautiful home. It's four bedrooms. Yep. I won't mention the rent. No. The rent's not cheap. Um, that's not what we're paying. We bargained down to about one-sixth less than that. Okay. But that's what we would have paid for, for something of, of a decent size. In We're moving near Stratford-upon-Avon which is the town that Shakespeare came from. And we looked at a house there. It was the same price as what we're paying for this one. Um, and it was three little boxy bedrooms and a boxy living room. If you go to photo 32, you'll see the land that comes with the house. It's about the size of a football field. Um, and we don't have to mow it. They take care of it. There's an orchard. We get to take all the fruit we want. Um, photo 34 is a good one of the back of the house. So it's worth it. Yeah. It really is, folks. I mean, if you look at this house, you'd want it. This land is incredible, the amount of land yep. he has. I mean, yep. if you got that amount of land in the U.S. in any reasonable-sized suburban city, you'd be paying. It looks like a mansion, folks. It really does. I'm looking at picture 36. It looks like this guy lives in a mansion. So you can see in picture 36... Um you see that the low wall. So my bit is the bit to the right of the low wall. The next house is between that wall and the next one. And the third house is to the end. So it was one long barn and they split it up. They did a wonderful job. Um, you can see the skylights in the roof. Uh, it's got a tim- It's got timbered walls. It's got exposed beams inside. Um, my end has slit windows for most of the rooms, except for a living room on the ground floor. Um, it's just lovely. It really is. It's an old, farmstead, I guess you would call it. There are three barns and a manor house. 
And all of them were cut up at some point into individual dwellings like this. Spectacular, folks. Beautiful home. Yep. And I'm jealous. So we're going to yeah. come so out there and we're going to camp out. That's what's going to happen. But anyway, congratulations <laughs> on your new home. And we hope the Internet stuff is figured out before long. Let's move on yep. to other topics, all right? Let's. D- indeed. Now, there's an article you have over at McElhern.com, which is your famous blog, which is known as Kirkville. And the one thing I want to mention, because we're in the UK stuff, last week we had the 50th anniversary special of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, we did. Now, you had the current Doctor Who, who's the outgoing Doctor Who, Matt Smith, the previous Doctor Who, David Tennant, Mm -hmm. and then someone playing an older incarnation played by John Hurt, a veteran character actor. Now... I don't know if you watched it, but I enjoyed watching I Smith and Tennant play off each other. These are two gifted actors. That was probably the only part I did like. I, I'm not a Doctor Who fan. Um, I find it a bit childish. I do appreciate Dr. Tennant. In fact, I saw him do a Shakespeare play um, about a month ago. David Tennant, yes. Uh, he, yeah. Um, he's He's been doing Shakespeare since the mid-90s. He's actually... He was started out as a Shakespearean actor with the Royal Shakespeare Company. That was fun. I thought I didn't know much. You, you needed to know a lot of the backstory of Doctor Who to be able to understand this, and I didn't know any of it. So You see, the point being here is that this episode was filled with Easter eggs. Yeah. Everything paid some kind of homage to older Doctor Who episodes. And then yep. towards the end, you saw the next one, a guy named Peter Capaldi, a veteran actor, a much older guy in his 50s, who becomes the 13th Doctor, I think. Now, what's interesting is you see him just very briefly there, and he's also the third Scotsman to be Doctor Who. That's a good point. Okay. All right. Peter Capaldi. The second, of course, is David Tennant. Yeah. Interesting. But your argument here is not so much the show... But live yeah, no, blogging. I, I wrote an article about the, the Guardian, which is the English newspaper, was live blogging the TV show. Right. And I wrote an article basically saying, come on, if you want to watch a TV show, watch a TV show. Do you really need to read what someone's saying in a newspaper or follow what people are saying on Twitter? Um, can't people just take the time to watch a TV show or a movie? Why do you want to distract yourself from something, especially if you're a fan? Why do you want to distract yourself from something like that? Now, I can understand in the U.S., you're watching a normal network TV show and there's commercials. So during the commercials, you hit the mute button and maybe you look at Twitter. But still, you're just losing the thread of anything that's going on. And frankly, I don't follow Doctor Who. I found it kind of hard to follow what was going on. I think even if you do follow Doctor Who, there was a lot of... You know, complicated stuff going on in there. A lot of inside jokes there. But I agree with you. Now, there was an earlier simultaneous feed of the show without commercials. That's the one that we caught. We well, there were no commercials here. Yeah, there were no commercials here. It's on the BBC, which doesn't have commercials. Right, but the Um, later version, when they rebroadcasted BBC America, it was with the commercials. The commercial-free version is exactly 75 minutes. Okay. Again, I understand the point. If you don't know Doctor Who, what it's all about, you probably won't get it from this one episode. This is designed for fans who followed it for years and really dig it. It set record ratings for BBC America, more 
viewers in any other show ever broadcast on that network. It was a number two rated show for the BBC in the UK. It was simulcast in 70 countries, but the live blogging would drive me crazy too. I don't do that. I agree with you if there's a commercial on the air and you're not scanning through it because you're watching the replay, you know, then you look at something else. Sometimes I will look at the international movie database to find something yeah. out about an actor. We got yeah, to concentra- okay. concentrate on this, folks. Kirk McElhern joining us is live blogging the next wave of watching TV. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Big business has discovered the preparedness market, and that makes it difficult to know where to go and who to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com is owned and operated by patriots just like you. Has the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more. MyPatriotSupply.com has old-fashioned values and the absolute best customer service in the industry. Look for the deal of the day, unique affordable survival 
survival supplies that fit anyone's budget. Get same-day shipping on all orders and free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927, 866-229-0927, or visit MyPatriotSupply.com for emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Shop with a name you know and a name you can trust. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So what Kirk McElhern is ranting about here is the fact that, as an example, the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, you have people... I don't know. They're not watching the show. They're blogging on Twitter and Facebook. It's insane. What I found interesting is that I was thinking of a couple of recent um, big TV show finales, um, Breaking Bad, Lost, things like that. I didn't hear about anyone doing it. And frankly, my Twitter feed is full of people who are Doctor Who fans. And after the Doctor Who was over, when I looked on my iPhone, my Twitter feed was pretty quiet. And, And this was a lot of people in the U.S. were getting it at the same time it was on here. So the real fans weren't doing this. But then a newspaper, frankly, The Guardian is becoming less of a newspaper and more of a blog, but that a newspaper live blogs something like that. I mean, we understand that they li- that, that Macworld and Ars Technica and, and Engadget live blog Apple product presentations because that's what you do. There's no... When there's no video feed, that's the only information you have. It's not something with a narrative, with a story. But I just, people need to pay attention. People, I think it's just not a good thing to be that distracted. I think people need to learn again to pay attention to things. I don't know how to watch a show and just have your eyes doing something else. Yeah, would you do it in a movie theater? Of course not. Well, some people might want to do it, but um, people would get annoyed when you know, with the cell phones, uh, the lights from the cell phones and all that. I don't know. It just surprised me. It just didn't seem like, it didn't seem like something that made sense. And and that, that a so-called newspaper is doing this and promoting it, um, it's just, I don't know. I'm just being a grouch, aren't I? It's Kirk McLeherd in rant mode. All rant all the time. Let's rant about something else here. Headline. This is the one that he wrote, I guess, for today over at Kirkville. Apple needs to improve printing 
from iOS devices. Now, let me tell you in advance here that I have an HP printer, and therefore, printing is seamless from my iPhone or the iPad. Right. But that depends on the printer. It depends on AirPrint. Well, AirPrint is a system. Um, it's not from OS X. It's in iOS. And printers that support AirPrint will become visible to your iOS device. Now, the problem is, I don't have one of these printers. When I bought a new printer um, about six months ago, I went looking for a laser printer, and I didn't find any with AirPrint. All I found was inkjets and all-in-ones, and I didn't want either of those. Um, so it just seems ridiculous that Apple's got this technology that they could put into a Mac, that they could put into an airport base station. I mean, I have um, a printer connected to my airport base station, so it's using printer sharing or whatever they call it now, and I have no problem with that. Um, Why can't the same system be used for AirPrint? You would think that it's just a a bit of software. I don't think it's an actual chip that needs to be put into something. I don't think it is either, no. So I was frustrated. I don't need to print very often from an iOS device, um, but I did need to. And so what I had to do was go back to the to the web page on my Mac and re-log in and download the PDF and print it from there instead of printing it from the iOS device. It's just a little bit annoying. Well, if you think that's bad, do it from an Android smartphone because you just Uh, acquired an Android smartphone for testing. So imagine that. But yeah, I understand what you're saying, that AirPrint is not... Supported by a lot of printer makers. You do have a utility that you mentioned in the article, of course. Printopia. Yeah, Printopia. It, it's 20 bucks for that. Given the amount of printing I need to do, I'm really not going to pay $20. Um, I shouldn't have to pay $20 for something. It seems it should just be doable. It should be easier to do. Well, maybe Apple needs to push the standard a bit more. You know, obviously, Apple has had a relationship over the years with HP because HP is pretty good about supporting Apple. Yeah. Well, but I, I don't, don't know, know about Brother. I don't know about Canon. I don't know about these other companies, Epson, for example. There, there are plenty of um, there are plenty of printers. Apple lists a, a page with a whole lot of compatible printers. There are a lot of them. I don't know why. Um, I don't know where all these printers are sold. They don't want to sell them in the UK. And maybe they realize Kirk might want one of them, so they make sure they withdraw it from sale. Well, when I looked, I looked in a a pretty big store here, uh, Curry's PC World, which is a big retailer. Um, And I found some inkjets, but I didn't find any laser printers except for expensive ones. I'm just looking on Amazon. What about Samsung? Samsung makes a lot of low-cost laser printers. Well, we're talking... So the first one I'm seeing here on Amazon UK is 116 pounds. I think I paid 50 for my brother. Um, I didn't really need to pay 60 pounds more to be able to print occasionally via AirPrint. Um, Here's another one, 73, a Samsung... um, 96, um, and then I'm seeing prices 175, 300, so there's all in ones. Um, I'm seeing another all in one here. 
um, it's my needs for printing weren't enough that I was willing to spend that much more for a printer. When when I could get a good brother laser printer, I've been using brother printers, laser printers for I don't know fifteen years. Um, they're rock solid. I really like the fact that the toner and the drum are in two separate cartridges. So when you replace the cartridge, it's cheaper. You place the one then the other when you need to. Um, but no, I'm looking and I'm not finding anything that's as cheap as that brother printer, except for inkjets. And I refuse to buy inkjets because just the price of the ink is so expensive. Okay, so I understand your point. Now, one of the reasons I have an HP inkjet printer, this particular one, the 8600 Pro Plus, whatever, is that compared to other inkjet printers, the cost of consumables is noticeably less. Let's leave it at that. But I agree with you here. There ought to be more support, but that's up to the printer makers. Obviously, if they have some printers that support this protocol, they could produce others or get Printopia, whatever your choice. Let's move to Android. Now, I made this decision back in February of this year. I said, look, I've been writing about Android. I have passing acquaintance with them, looking over other people's phones, using them for a while. I really need to live in that universe to understand it, to see why this is the most popular smartphone platform. I think the conclusion we all come away with is the fact that it's popular because 70% of Android gear is cheap. Apple doesn't build cheap, so people want a smartphone. They don't want to spend a lot of money. They don't really look into the niceties of one platform or, or another. That's a choice. But what kind of Samsung smartphone did you acquire? I didn't get a Samsung. I got a Google phone. Um, it's it's a brand new phone that's not out in the U.S. yet. It's from Motorola, a Google company, as the box says, and it's called the Moto G. Now, if I understand correctly, it's very similar to the Nexus something, um, but I'm not really good on all of this stuff. Um, there's two reasons I bought it. One, as, as you were saying, we're in the business. We should know how this works. And it's true that in past shows, you've asked me about Android, and you've mentioned using it, and I've always said to you, well, I just never used it, and I have no reason to use it. So you made me feel guilty. But the other thing is that but this phone But don't send me a out. bill for what you paid. <laughs> this phone came out, and it's 135 pounds. That's less than $200 if you take off the VAT, which I get back because it's a business expense. Um, when you compare that to what's the cheapest iPhone 5C, I don't know, it's like 469 pounds. So this is about a third of the cost of an iPhone. And my thought was, it's cheap. Um, I need to get to know Android. And it wouldn't hurt to have a spare smartphone in case my iPhone goes down and I need something in an emergency. Um, I'm very impressed. I'll start by talking about the phone. I'm very impressed. Uh, one of the things it doesn't have is a lot of storage. It's only 8 gigs. And the problem with Android is 8 gigs means that you only get about 5.2, I think, is actual free storage. So Android takes up a lot of space. I could have bought a 16-gig model for, I think, 40 pounds more, but I'm not putting media on it, so I'm not worried about the storage space. It's got a retina display or whatever they, you know, the non-Apple companies call a retina display. Um it's not a cheap phone. It's hefty. It's a little bit heavier than the iPhone 5S. It's a little bit bigger. The screen's a little bit wider and, let's see, about the same height, but it's a lot, about 10% wider. So it's not a huge difference. 
Um, and the phone itself, for 135 pounds, is a really good deal. I'll it's tell you what, we're going to have another really good deal for you folks. And when okay. you hear that, we'll get back with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. An e-cig revolution is sweeping across the country. But is yours American-made? Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is. Manufactured in Arkansas with 100% USA-sourced ingredients. And when you buy American, you support local jobs. Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is top quality at an affordable price. The very principle that once drove the American economy. Get great taste with no ash, tar, or smoke. You'll be wondering why you didn't make the change to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig a long time ago. LaSig.com has everything you need for beginners to the advanced vaping enthusiast with a wide variety of hardware and also imported e-liquid flavors as well. Plus, LaSig smokes the competition with fast, free, same-day shipping, real people customer service, and a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Support our country and become a vapriate at LaSig.com or call 870-525-1440, 870-525-1440. LaSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. On the Tech Night Owl Live, a really good deal, such a deal that Kirk McElhern bought this Motorola, genuine Motorola smartphone featuring Android to see what's going on in the other universe. Did you try to transfer all your stuff, or did you start from scratch? I didn't try to transfer anything. Um, my thought here is that I need to enter the Android world head first, so I just went totally Google. I just used my Google account. Um, I haven't yet figured out how to get my contacts to transfer and to sync and all that. I haven't had the time. Uh, I don't use Google Calendar, but I'm not using it for that. I, what I basically did is I downloaded a lot of the apps that I've already got on my iPhone. Um, and these are things like the WordPress app I use to manage my blog, um, the Facebook app, Flipboard for news, uh, Waze for traveling, 1Password. There's a 1Password reader for Android, but there's a beta uh, just the day I bought the phone, they announced a beta of a full version. Um, the Kindle app, Dropbox, you know, that kind of stuff. 
Evernote, Firefox, you know, the, the basic productivity stuff. My goal wasn't to replicate what I'm doing on the iPhone entirely. It was really just to get to know how Android works. Frankly, I'm surprised. It's an awful lot better than I expected. I've, I've had a number of friends who've switched from Android to iPhone um, because they just couldn't stand it. I don't find it to be a problem at all. It's a different world. It's a different logic. You're speaking a different language. It's like going to a different country. It's like... I moved from France to England, and instead of driving on the right side of the road, you drive on the wrong side of the road. But there are some features that are probably better on Android than on iOS. There are many features that, well, I don't know who copied who, but they're similar enough that someone copied someone. So there is a convergence if, in terms of the way you do things, which I did see. Before we go into you know how the features work with you, not just the ones that are similar, like Notification Center, for example... Yeah. The apps, do you find them all comparable to the iOS versions? I didn't. Time Magazine was barely functional. The GCN app we used to receive our radio shows from our network never worked under Android. Two different versions of Android, two Android smartphones. What's your experience been like? Well, the apps that I've downloaded so far and that I've used work exactly the same as on the iPhone. The only difference is the screen here is a little bit wider. Um, so, for instance, Waze has like a pop-up menu. Um, it looks like it's centered on the iPhone. And here, because there's more room on the right, it looks like it's not centered. It's just a mild aesthetic difference. I haven't had anything that hasn't worked, um, but I don't have a Time Magazine app, and I don't have your radio program app, so I can't really judge. Um, one thing I do want to point out is that this was an unlocked phone. This is not a phone on a contract. That 135-pound price is a phone that you can use with any provider. And this has this has two important things. One, it means that you're not paying an expensive contract. But two, the version of Android, which is Jelly Bean, is almost entirely the native version. There's only one Motorola app that's added to it. It's not like when you buy something from a carrier and they load it down with a whole bunch of apps that they want. Um, and that, that also was a selling point to me. If I was going to try Android, I wanted to see what it was like before someone gunked it up. I'll tell you what, Samsung gunks it up big time. You get a 16 gigabyte Samsung Galaxy S4, which is their flagship phone, Half of that storage is filled with gunk. Yeah. It's infused with gunk. You're getting a raw, native Android experience, which is good. Okay, so the apps are okay. In terms of the interface, in terms of performance, what did you perceive? Well, it's got a something dual-core, quad-core, something-something processor. I mean, I didn't, I don't know exactly what it is. Doesn't but it's matter, more doesn't than matter. No, it doesn't matter anymore. It's more than fast enough. You know, I'm not playing games on it. I'm playing words with friends, and you don't need much speed for that. Um, I'm not playing the kind of games where you do need a high frame rate for video. Um, I haven't found a single thing that has been slow, that has lagged, that's been uncomfortable. Transitions from one screen to another are fine. When you open a window, it's fine. Um, one thing I'll point out, I kind of like that there's not a hardware home button, that it's a software button. So you just tap the screen instead of pressing it. I love Touch ID on the, the iPhone 5S, but you're constantly pressing that button to switch things. Here, if you want to get to home, you tap a button in the, in the bottom 
uh, below the screen. If, if you want to get to the app switcher, you tap a button to the right. Um, the back button lets you go back any place, not just in web pages, but back to a previous screen or to another app. That, to me, is, is more intuitive than the iPhone system of tapping the home, of pressing the home button and then double pressing it to get to the app switcher. Now, one thing I noticed with the Galaxy S4 is that although it seems to be pretty fast, if you really look at the way scrolling works, it's in tiny jerks. It's not always smooth. If you get the okay. sense here that with any iPhone, even the earliest ones, everything is smooth and fluid. With Android, it can be ragged. But once again, it's in a subtle effect. Is that intentional? I in just words, think that it's a matter of the fact that Android is not as efficient an operating system, so you kind of beat it down with powerful hardware. Well, I've just loaded my website, um, and it's scrolling extremely smoothly, about the same as it does on my iPhone. Um, the main page of my website today has a number of graphics. I'm not seeing any problem. Now, I'm connected over Wi-Fi. Obviously, I'm at home, um, but scrolling is just as smooth as my iPhone. So I'm not really seeing – I haven't seen anything that said to me, wow, this sucks. Um, so far, it's more a question of adapting to a different way of doing things. Um, I don't necessarily think that the ability to make so many changes is a good thing. Um, all the things you can tweak and alter and add on and stuff like that. Um, it ends up being confusing, but – I, I literally – I haven't gotten to anything yet that is said to me today. If someone were to say, I want to buy a smartphone, what do you recommend? I would ask two questions. Are you wedded to the Apple ecosystem? And do you, ha do you listen to music or watch videos on your mobile phone? If it's yes, I would say get an iPhone because the, the real difference here is iTunes versus, well, nothing. Um, with iTunes, you sync your music, your apps, your videos, everything automatically. Here, I'm assuming it's the same on Windows. There's a, an, a Mac app you can download called Android File Manager. And basically, you drag and drop into a bunch of folders. And it's not even always clear which folder you need to put things in. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I got this is the point there. The syncing is nowhere near as fluid. And when yep. you go from one Android phone to another... Of course, it'll pick up your settings or some of your settings and your contacts from your Google account or Gmail account. But it's not going to be the same thing as you back up your stuff on an iPhone, you set up a new iPhone, a half hour later it's working the same as the old iPhone, only it's a much newer iPhone. You right. can't do that. It can take a few hours to move from one to the other because if you want to back up your stuff, you've got to get yourself a backup app. It's okay, not yeah, as see, fluid I at all, that, and I, and even I was going Android to Android. If you're saying one up from scratch, it doesn't matter because you're working from a clean slate. But that's an issue. Well, I've, I've got a setting here in the backup and restore settings. It says backup my data, backup app data, Wi-Fi passwords, and other settings to Google servers. I don't know exactly what gets backed up. I'll tell you um, what, in my experience, your contacts get backed up, but none of your app settings get backed up. Your apps okay. will be re-downloaded. But if you spend all the time configuring your apps to be in a certain way, it's yeah. going to be a problem. Even it looked like to me when I did the switch from the S3 to the S4 Galaxies, I had to redo my email accounts. And that's the thing I want to ask you there, too. You've used the 
standard email app from Google, I assume, right? Yeah. It's not great. No, it's very bad. There is, by the way, an app called InnoMail, I-N-O-M-A-I-L, and okay. its purpose is to emulate some of the look and feel of Apple Mail for iOS. And there's a free version, which I think gets you an occasional ad, and then there is a retail version for something like four ninety nine. You might want mm-hmm. to try it. We have Kirk McElhern testing Android. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light Systems system today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. 
It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338. And talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins, and herbs. Utopiasilver.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So it's Android versus iOS, and I think what I come away with here is that for the most part, although the setups are more complicated on Android, someone starting from scratch, no investment in ecosystem, doesn't care about the seamless integration with iTunes and videos and music, just wants something for email, to place phone calls on a rare occasion, for texting, for web access, it's not that much different. It's not, and I would recommend to anyone who who isn't invested in the Apple ecosystem, and as I said, doesn't have media files to sync, at the price of this phone, you'd be crazy to buy an iPhone. At 135 pounds for a phone that's going to do, for what most people use a smartphone for, this will do exactly the same thing as an iPhone. To me, it's a no-brainer. I truly hope that the existence of this phone is going to start bringing the prices down in the market and that this is going to affect the prices of iPhones in the future. I had no idea this phone was coming out. I caught a review on a British website the day it came out saying this is just a great phone at this price. So I went to a phone shop in town here to see if they had it. I looked at it and I bought it. It was cheap enough to take a chance. If other phones are going to have to align themselves to this price, we're finally going to see some competition in the marketplace. The problem you see, though, with a lot of the products that Google's selling under the Nexus label, and I suspect through Motorola, is that they don't take much of a profit from it. They quite often sell it at or near cost. And what that means is Google only makes a profit if they sell you apps and services. That's their game. That's what the game is with the Nexus. Or they sell your behavior to advertisers. Right. The one negative for me is that with a phone like this, you are tied into the Googleverse. On the one hand, an iPhone gets you in the Apple ecosystem, but you can avoid it if you don't buy many apps and you don't buy content from Apple. Here, you really have no choice. You're stuck with Google. I mean, I set up my email accounts that are on my own web server. It would probably be possible to do a lot without signing into a Google account. But the way it's set up is you get all these Google apps. Here's another bonus with this phone. You get 50 gigs of free Google Drive space for two years. So with the 15 gigs you get free, that gives you a total of 65. That's a nice plus for someone who wants to use the cloud. But you've got 
you know, Google Gmail calendars, contacts, the Google Store, Chrome, and all that. This is all the stuff that, that is on the first screen when you take the phone out of the box. Most people are just going to get sucked into the Googleverse, and all of their activity is going to be sold to Google. So that's something you need to consider. All right. So right now, you've been using it now for how long? Um, it's been about 10 days, and I'm not using it every day, but I did use it on a trip about a week ago when we were going to visit this house. So I used it to navigate there and back, and I used it to call and and check my email. And I pretty much, for those two days, used this phone almost exclusively and not the iPhone. Since then, I play with it a little bit every day, and I look at it, and I try and figure out more, and I try and see what else is missing. I don't like the official Twitter app. I haven't found any Twitter clients that are very good. One thing that I do like is that there's a Google Analytics app, which doesn't exist for iOS, and at least this lets me check on my website, so that's kind of useful. I don't trust Google but, Analytics, let me tell you. Well, I, I don't too trust much any evidence of them. that it gets the data wrong. So, I know, but it, it does give you a trend. Sure, it gives at least you an that's, idea. that's true. Okay. Um, I, I haven't purchased any apps. I've downloaded free apps. I don't know how much I want to spend on apps because... This is going to be my second slash emergency phone, which might be used for tethering or if the iPhone doesn't work or something. Another question, battery life. What kind of battery life are you getting? So I left it after I charged um, for a full day without using it. And the next morning, the battery still had a fair amount of charge in it. This was not using it at all. When I was using it on the trip, you know, we were driving and all of these mapping apps with GPS, they use a lot of batteries. So that's not a good way to judge it. If I've been using it on and off during the day, I get through the day easily without having to charge it, which is pretty much the same as my iPhone. Unless I'm doing, unless I'm using maps on my iPhone or listening to a lot of music because I use a Bluetooth headset, I can get through the day without much of a problem. So it seems pretty similar. Okay, so um, the, it's a pretty the, positive experience. And the question I guess we'd ask here is, Apple's doing really well in the space they've set aside for iPhones. Does the experience with your Motorola, which satisfies the needs of mainstream purchasers of smartphones, does that say that Apple needs to find a way to get a cheaper iPhone out? That's what I think, yeah. If, if this is a trend that we're going to see in the marketplace, smartphones at this price... And there's no reason they can't be at this price. Most people don't use a lot of storage in their smartphones. So this phone with 8 gigs is enough for anyone, as I said, who's not putting media files on it. Um, If this is going to be the trend, Apple is going to have to eventually react unless they just want to let that 80% of the market go to other companies. And they might want to do that. Well, I think what will happen here is that if sales continue to be really good for iPhones and Apple makes a good placement in the Chinese marketplace. Supposedly, the iPhone 5C and 5S will go on sale at China Mobile in December. If Apple does well, they won't change anything. If people continue to embrace the iPhone, they won't change anything. If they see anything about their core market being ripped out by cheaper Android phones, they'll have no choice. I would be willing to bet that they're already working on a cheaper phone. That doesn't mean they're necessarily going to introduce it, but that they've already got it you know, sorted out. They know what they're going to do. Um, whether or not they want to do it, whether or not they need to do it, that's a question. 
Um, whether or not they want to tackle that part of the market, that also is a question. Apple's making boatloads of money with what they have now. It's not because – I think someone who's willing to pay for the iPhone is willing to pay for the iPhone. It's that simple. Um, I think what we're seeing here is a whole new line of phones that is going to attract people who are tired of paying more, who don't use their smartphone for all of its features and, and, and capabilities. Um, and I'm not sure – I mean – I don't know. Does the core iPhone user put a lot of music and videos on it? Do they take that many pictures? It's entirely possible. For me, I got a 64-gig iPhone 5S because I put my music on it. So it's my iPod. Um, if you're not listening to music, if, if you don't need the media files, you don't need that storage. So you can only get a 16-gig iPhone, which is a little cheaper. But I'm looking at Apple's website. Um, it's 469 pounds for the 5C. 16 gigs compared to 179, I think, for this one with 16 gigs. Um, granted, you get a little bit more free storage on the iPhone, but still, that's a 300-pound difference. Um, on top of that, you can get a 10-pound contract per month if you're not using a lot of data. So basically, you're, you're spending, for this one, for 8 gigs, you're spending 250 pounds over a year for the phone plus a contract. Kirk You're McElhern, not to, where do we find more of your stuff? Um, you can go to my website, com, and you can find me pretty often on Macworld. He's the iTunes guy, folks. Now I trying am. Android. We'll get more updates from that. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. An e-cig revolution is sweeping across the country. But is yours American-made? Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is. Manufactured in Arkansas with 100% USA-sourced ingredients. And when you buy American, you support local jobs. Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is top quality at an affordable price. The very principle that once drove the American economy. Get great taste with no ash, tar, or smoke. You'll be wondering why you didn't make the change to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig a long time ago. LaSig.com has everything you need for beginners to the advanced vaping enthusiast with a wide variety of hardware and also imported e-liquid flavors as well. Plus, LaSig smokes the competition with fast, free, same-day shipping, real people customer service, and a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Support our country and become a Vapriate at LaSig.com. 
or call 870-525-1440. 870-525-1440. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. What looks good under your Christmas tree and tastes even better? Big Berkey water filters. Yes, the gift of clean water. A gift that provides a great foundation for achieving good health in the lives of your loved ones. A Big Berkey water filter gives them protection from bacteria, heavy metals, chlorine, fluoride, pesticides and herbicides, VOCs and more. And best of all, a Big Berkey water filter is a gift that lasts for many years with no additional investment. And that saves time and money in filter replacements that other water filters require and are even powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. As always, all orders over $50 are shipped free, and GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Order online at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com, spelled Big, B-E-R-K-E-Y, WaterFilters.com, or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-B-E-R-K-E-Y. Gift well this Christmas. Give a Big Berkey water filter. Can heart and body extract help with other ailments besides heart conditions, high blood pressure, clogged arteries, or unbalanced cholesterol? It did for Karen. I've been using heart and body extract for approximately two weeks. I've had an earwax buildup problem for many years, with over-the-counter stuff not working at all. I had very poor hearing due to this earwax buildup. Well, after two weeks of taking heart and body extract, my earwax buildup almost completely cleared up. Could this be the effect of better body circulation? Heart and body extract is an effective 100% organic nutritional supplement specially formulated to allow your body to heal itself. My hearing is almost completely back to normal. I'm amazed. Order by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for long and healthy life. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. We have Brian Chaffin from the Mac Observer joining us. Now, this week, he's not going to give us any new impressions. Kind of given up on the Steve Ballmer shtick because Bomber is on his way out. But I'm going to ask you one question, which we didn't plan in advance, but it just occurred to me. The latest rumors talk about Stephen Elop, the guy from Microsoft who took over Nokia and now is coming back to Microsoft because Microsoft is buying Nokia's handset division. Are you with me so far? Uh-huh. And Alan Mulally of Ford. And he's a guy who's really done a great job at Ford, but he's getting on in years as CEOs go. Yeah. So, of these two people, do you think either is a suitable candidate as CEO for Microsoft? I think in the case of the guy from Ford, he'd be a caretaker, wouldn't he? Boy, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that he'd want to take on the challenge. If I remember correctly, he's seventy-three, and that's that's definitely off the the cuff. So I could be wrong on that on that, but I believe he's. I think 73. it's late sixties. I'll look it up as you talk. Either way, the next CEO of Microsoft is going to have. A years-long project of changing things up. And, you know, the next CEO of Microsoft also risks being the guy who had everything um, go to heck. 
and uh, uh, I guess he's uh, he's actually sixty eight. My apologies, uh, sir. And, um, and he only looks seventy three. He only <laughs> he only looks seventy three. So yeah, well, you see, I, I don't want to reveal my age because I look one hundred seventeen. That's why you never see my picture. You see an old picture because a new picture of me. Well, you know what it is. I have the picture in the closet getting older. That's how I do it. Let's just say I carefully picked a picture that I put out there too. <laughs> but I mean the the. the I, okay, I would be surprised if uh, he wanted to take on the challenge. He's done such a great job at Ford. Uh, seems like it would be a lot more fun to me to uh, continue my work there and hang around and make tons of money and be the guy that the very serious, but at a major a major corporation with a you know, that, that has the history of, of Ford and just you know and be that guy. I, so I'd be surprised if he wanted to take it, but you know you never know. And Mr. Elop is, you know, sure did a great job over at uh, Nokia, didn't he? Well, he killed that company, so now he'll come back and kill Microsoft. Maybe he was a stalking horse. What is the biggest problem with a Ford motor vehicle right now? The biggest problem is Microsoft, because my Ford Touch is powered by Microsoft. It has been afflicted from day one with serious defects. The power survey of new car experience has been dinged because of the infotainment system designed by Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. So why would you want to go to them? You know, do you want to drive a car? Do you, I mean, how do you feel about driving a car that relies on Microsoft for anything? That would make me nervous. Well, you know something interesting? I've driven a Kia. And a lot of the new Kias use a system called UVO. They use a UVO system powered by Microsoft, except that on the Kia, the system works pretty much. Hmm. So you can't really say that. It's just the interaction with Ford has been a problem. I don't know whether that's Ford's problem in part or Microsoft's. No idea. I'm going to guess that it's Microsoft's. Well, everything is Microsoft's fault. I mean, what you know? What what does Microsoft do really well? And the closest thing I can come to uh, to an answer there is is the Xbox, and even even there, I don't I don't know that you can call that a huge raging success. Uh, my, my, Microsoft's desire to be everywhere has always rubbed me the wrong way. You know, it's because because they're not good at being anywhere. So why they would want to be everywhere or more importantly, why they feel entitled to be everywhere is just, it's, it's completely beyond me. Well, I'll tell you something. Lately, I've been trying Microsoft's Outlook.com instead of Gmail. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a general purpose email account. Now, it works sort of okay. The interface I like better than Google's because it's not as cluttered. Google fills Gmail with so many useless features that I guess three or four people care about. Sure. It drives me crazy. So I tried Outlook.com. They now support IMAP email on normal Macs and PCs. And IMAP means the email, ladies and gentlemen, is stored on the server. So you can keep it in sync on all your devices. They support Active Sync on an iPhone or an Android phone, which means you get push email. Cool. It's really great. Except it doesn't work very well. So you delete a message on, say, your Mac in Outlook. It doesn't always delete 
on Active Sync, which is a Microsoft technology, on my iPhone. Secondly, I send a message from Outlook.com, my account, which you can probably guess from my name. <laughs> I told you too much already. It puts a second message, a duplicate message, in the sent mailbox. All right? Yeah. So I don't know if that's worth the bother. Uh, probably not. Well, just out of curiosity, why don't you use Apple's Mail? You mean iCloud or Mac.com? I have that also. No, I meant uh, the, the, the actual mail client. I use Apple Mail. Oh, okay. But that's where I'm running into the problem. Okay? I'm using Apple Mail, but if I look right now in Mail, if I look at the sent mailbox where I just sent a message to one of my other accounts, it shows up twice. Mm. I sent a test message to my Paracast.com account, okay? For our radio show, our paranormal radio show. Sure. It's duplicated. It's just test. It's one word. Subject line test, message, test. It's duplicated. And I've contacted Microsoft. They can't figure it out. But as you say, I could probably use my .Mac account or iCloud account as my secondary standard account. Yeah. And that's probably the best choice of all. Because I want to have one account other than the ones that go to my domains in case something happens. Of course. It's a matter of just being paranoid. Uh, absolutely. Which is my middle name, by the way. I don't have a real middle name, so I invented one. It is called Paranoid. So anyway, the point being that Microsoft does a lot of things screwy. They yes. do Skype screwy. We use Skype for our networking. They bought Skype for many billions of dollars. I can't figure what financial advantage Skype is to Microsoft. That's another That's one of those things where doing too many things doesn't pay off. It doesn't mean Skype doesn't work at all. It works okay. It's always worked okay with some glitches. I, I, in Skype's defense, Skype, there's a lot of stuff that Skype is doing that's, that's voodoo. And it's, it's doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Now, Microsoft didn't invent that stuff, but at least Microsoft hasn't broken it. Because, I mean, you know, in that Microsoft bought the company in the first place. But, but there, so there's, there's a lot wrong with Skype, but there's a lot going on that's right with Skype, too. Well, I go along with that. I mean, we're able to do two radio shows every week that heavily depend on Skype. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we get pretty good results. Sometimes things get a little awry. Right. But I'd say we get 95 or 98% perfection. Sure. I mean, sometimes you call somebody and they never hear your call. Unless they have the volume turned down, and of course they won't hear your call. Right, right. You or, yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe they overslept. They might have might oversleep. Maybe. Or sometimes my son will call us from Spain on his MacBook using Skype. And sometimes the connection is kind of weird. But it's a lot cheaper than having him pick up his landline phone call us because he has to pay a horrendous per minute charge right we can call him and pay a rather low minute charge we use a company called phone power sure i don't know if you ever heard of it but for like less than 20 dollars a month you get unlimited usa and canadian calls 60 minutes free overseas and if you call like a landline in spain it's like 1.2 cents a minute once you exceed the 60 minutes okay that's an advertisement, but we do not have them as advertisers. <laughs> they should sign up. They should totally sign up. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, 
Joining us, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, taxhelponline.com. That's taxhelponline.com. It's time for a home security quiz. What effective home security device is smaller than a coffee cup, fakes out burglars into thinking someone is home at your house while you're away, plugs into any wall outlet, is recommended by many police departments, and sells for less than $30? Yes, it's fake TV. This year, about one in every 50 U.S. homes will have a break-in, with burglars usually picking the easy target, a dark house that looks like no one is home. Fake TV is a small electronic security device that makes it look like someone is home watching TV by simulating the light from a real TV. Fake TV could be the difference between coming home to a secure house or one that's been ransacked. To get your fake TV for only $29.95 with free shipping, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. That's 877-532-5388 or go to faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Hello, it's Tom Chenault from The Tom Chenault Show. We are experts in home-based business and residual income. We show people how to make money from their home, either part-time or full-time. And in partnership with Genesis Communication Network, we've organized a team to fight back about people not having money, time, or health and we need your help. What we want you to do is if you've got an interest in building an organization to fight back against people taking our money, taking our time, and taking our health, we want to talk to you. All you need to do is call this number, 
305-308-8326. Again, all you want to do is call 855-308-8326. You can make a tremendous amount of money and end up fighting for a great cause. Please call us right now. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. Brian Schaffen of the Mac Observer joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl live. We're talking about Microsoft, who might be the next CEO, and whether Microsoft is doing too much. But can you say the same thing for Google? That Google is trying to be everything, everywhere, and wherever Microsoft hasn't entered the space, Google tries to sneak in there. Yeah, you know, there's a difference, though. Um, I, I have a lot of issues with a large aspect of Google's business model. Um, it. And the short version of that being that that with Google, we're the product. You and I are the product with Google. Anytime you're using a Google service, uh, how Google, Google makes money is by taking information about what it is that we do, taking information about us, slicing and dicing it, and selling it to advertisers. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a problem with that. Now, mind you... Google's services are free. It's the advertising that that uh, that pays for that free. I love Google Search Engine. I think it's a fantastic search engine. There are plenty of uh, services that Google does that are really, really good. But at the end of the day, everything Google does is designed to get information about us. Like Google's initiative to to uh, you know you have to you have to 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 sign in. Um, uh, uh, as a real person with uh, with a YouTube, um, Google, the, Chrome, the, Google released a browser because with that browser they can track everything that you do. Every place that you go on Chrome is being tracked. Google has uh, released Chromecast because everything that you watch through Chromecast will be transmitted to that information will be uh, sent to Google. The Google has the the Chrome computer. Because then everything that you do is being tracked and collected and sliced and diced by Google. So, Have you heard, Brian, and this is a story that Daniel Aaron Dilger did for Apple Insider recently, that some smart TVs track you. And evidently, they're at least in part using Google for ad services. So like LG, again, LG smart TV. And LG makes great TV sets. Plasma, LED, LCD, that kind of thing. Great TV sets, but you run the apps, they're keeping track of it. Absolutely, they are. That's why Google released the Google TV. That's why Google released the Chromecast. It's all designed to collect information about us and sell it to advertisers. And I don't like that. I'd rather pay for my stuff and not be collected and not be the product. And Google's upfront about this, too. This isn't like some kind of hidden, This you know, this isn't me sharing your middle name, Paranoia. You know, it's so I've got a lot of issues with that. But the reason why I mention all this is because despite having those issues, generally speaking, the things that Google does, Google does well. Maybe not as well 
on all fronts, like, you know, like, like Apple, for instance, you know, I don't think Google is great on the interface side, but, uh, but they do things pretty well. And when they decide that they want to be somewhere, they do a far better job of being there, I think, than, than Microsoft does. And that's, that's the contrast, even. Well, that's the thing, too, about where the computing future will go. Sure. That is, will people get free services knowing they are going to be watched? Now, understand, if you pay, say, your monthly fee for a cable or satellite service, certainly they're measuring what you do in terms of what stations you watch. They know that. It's obvious. They know that. You record a show. They know it. You're using their interface, their network. They know what you're doing. But they're not giving you targeted ads every which way. They're just recording what you're doing and deciding how to market their services and deciding what to charge the content creators, that kind of thing. All right. We understand that. Now, with Chromecast, which you mentioned, there's a story at Ars Technica that kind of makes you scared here because... The way it works here is that Chromecast basically streams over Wi-Fi whatever you're connected to, say, on your computer or on your mobile device. It streams it. Sure. You can have one mobile device stream something, and then someone else streams something else, and it takes over. So you have this battling back and forth to see what you're going to stream. But it also means that if your Wi-Fi network doesn't have a secure password... Somebody can get in there and stream something you don't want onto your TV set. That's what's screwy about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, in general, I think that security tends to be a little bit of an afterthought for uh, Google. Maybe, maybe not as much as it was in the early days of, say, Android. But, um, uh, you know, the, the, just the main purpose of their products is to track us, not necessarily to be secure. Which is, you know, really, it's why it's why I am hoping that Apple makes a uh, bigger play in the TV space, because Apple's business model is not predicated on slicing and dicing and selling us to 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 uh, the highest bidder. We are not the product with Apple. Apple's hardware is the product, and Apple's hardware is driven by Apple software, and Apple makes its money on that hardware. And I would really like to see. Apple come through with whatever it is that Steve Jobs had envisioned um, uh, for the TV space. Yes, the greatest interface ever. And I've been speculating about this over at TechNightOwl.com. And the reason I have is I read a story this week from somebody suggesting, well, we haven't seen Apple's product. Maybe it's too late. And my response is, we can go into this in more detail, is if it's too late, where's the innovation? What innovation is there out there? I mean, we talk about the Xbox One, which is primarily a gaming console sold pretty much at cost, so you buy games. It also offers TV-related content. It also has a Blu-ray disc player, so you can play your Blu-ray discs and your regular DVDs. Okay, that's fine. That's nothing new. You have Apple TV and Roku, and I consider them very much the same in that they offer streaming services. Apple includes iTunes AirPlay, where you send it from your Mac or from your iPhone or iPad, is still streaming services. But there's no unified single solution there. I mean, if you want to stream TV and cut the cord on Apple TV, you go to iTunes, you go to Netflix, you go to Hulu Plus, you still got 97 different services you pick from. So it's not a simpler solution. It's a solution. 
It, yeah, the, the 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 key the key thing for Apple's longer, broader, bigger, better TV vision is is not going to be just the apps. It's going to be um, how the device works and syncs with your uh, with your cable or satellite service, and that I believe is the magic that uh, that uh, Steve believed that he had found before he died. Um, uh, it's it's hard to know exactly what it is that Apple thinks it has, but I'm thinking it's going to be better than everything else that's out there. And uh, the fact that, like I said, that Apple's business model isn't predicated on on selling us makes me want to have Apple in charge of my TV. They're not going to slice and dice you. Well, they, they, they do that a little bit, right? They do have the iAd service, and the iAd service is targeted, but it's... Um, it, 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 Apple is collecting information about us, but their entire business model isn't built around that. You know, this is more of more of a more of a side project, and it's you know, Apple is like the one company, the one major tech company that seems to have an have an interest in improving our privacy in order to improve the uh, the quality of our experience. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, I think here maybe we should be using our iCloud email instead of Gmail. It's a lot simpler. doesn't have all the features. Who needs them? won't cause problems if you're using an email client as opposed to the online service. It's just real simple. Yep. Yeah. That would be a... It's certainly a fine choice to be made. I don't like having my emails rifled by Google. I, I don't like that at all. That really bothers me, actually. And that's what that's precisely what Gmail does. Again, Google's always been very upfront about this. Google goes through your emails and collects information from those emails in order to to better send uh, send better advertising. Now, you know, there there is something to be said for the benefits of targeted advertising. You know, seeing ads for things that I'm actually interested in is is does have value over seeing random ads. We agree with that, but we also agree we have to take a break. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We 
the People Grow Cotton, Weave Fabric, Engrave Ink, Embed Strips and Fibers to Protect from Counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. A healthy digestive system supports a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system protects you against infections and disease. Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse, available at Terragonics.com, is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic and is gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM1 contains three groups of beneficial microbes and enzymes to cleanse and remove toxins, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, and aids in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 one is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, is non-GMO, has all natural certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is never freeze-dried. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terragonics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Terragonics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. Welcome back to Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. And we've been focusing here on... I guess business plans, Microsoft, Google, Apple. Apple, of course, they want to sell you devices. And you buy devices, and they're happy that you buy more services, but you buy a Mac and never buy anything else from them ever again. You just use the free OS, and you use the free iWork and the free iLife. As long as you buy a new Mac every few years or a new iPhone, they are happy. Yeah, Apple's still making money. You know, there, there, a lot of Apple haters like to call Apple's gear expensive, overpriced toys. Uh, you know, all, all these all these sorts of things. And the the thing is, the the thing about that mindset that drives me nuts is this: Apple charges prices with profits that allow the company to to sustain its business model to drive research and development of course now apple makes so much money this is a much my the things that i'm saying made a uh, had a lot more pertinence i guess maybe uh, 5 6 7 uh, 8 years ago uh, certainly back in the uh, 2000s when apple was busily the early 2000s and and when steve jobs first came back and and, and released the imac these things made a, a lot more sense back then when everybody was competing on price and Apple sort of changed the rules midstream. But while my, my point is that, that Apple stuff is expensive, but they're charging the kinds of uh, margins. They're, they're charging the kinds of prices to give them the margins to not only do their R&D, but to take chances and to to be able and willing to disrupt their own success in order to bring us the next big thing. You know, it's interesting here. 
In the recent testimony before the new Apple versus Samsung trial, of which there are many, mm-hmm. Phil Schiller testified that Apple bet the company on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Now, think about this. What other company would do that, especially a large, well-established company? Well, I guess Microsoft bet a lot on Windows 8. And that went nowhere, but they didn't really bet the company on yeah, it, Yeah, I, I scoff at that. I mean, actually, this, this, this is a great, a great contrast between Apple and, and Microsoft. My, Microsoft is afraid to do anything that would disrupt its main bread and butter product, which is Windows and, and as well as Office. And they're terrified. And so everything that they do is predicated to, to furthering the legacy of Windows. And that holds Microsoft back. Apple is always willing to throw its number one product under the bus if they think that the next product is going to be the next big thing. And that allows Apple to to keep doing interesting things, and other large companies are always afraid to do this. And and you know it's it's um, uh, Steve Jobs talked about this when he talked about what happens when you have a product company that was started by a product person, and then they step down or they leave or they're replaced, and and the sales or marketing people end up taking over as CEO, and sales and marketing becomes the driving force of that company. Microsoft is a prime example of that, where today you've got 90,000 employees, 25,000 of those people are sales and marketing. And you look at Apple, company that's uh, doing uh, more sales, making more profits. Is that right? 17, 17 or 18,000 people in corporate, 38,000, I think, if you count all the Apple Store employees. But uh, the corporate part of the company is is you know a tiny fraction of Microsoft's size, and the sales and marketing team is to the best of uh, my ability to figure out, is right around 2,000 people. And it's because they don't run the company. It's run by the designers and the engineers and by the supply chain person. Yes. Yes, that's absolutely right. So Microsoft is certainly spending a lot of time and energy marketing. I and mean, we've got to look at what they're doing, for example, with the Surface tablets or now the new Nokia tablet, where ads are ubiquitous. Yep. Loads and loads of ads, but they're terrible. They try to emphasize things in the product that actually, you know, maybe make it fail. Like, for example, with the Nokia and the Surface tablet, they're telling you basically it's a tiny PC with the keyboard and everything else. And it's got Microsoft Office on it. But are people looking for a tablet to do that? They just buy a regular PC notebook, wouldn't they? Now, you know, I I think I've said this on your show before, but it bears repeating because it is just so gobstopping. If Microsoft look at the success of iPad and studied the success of iPad, which they did because Microsoft studies everything. Right, you know they do. They're, they're the king of focus groups. They're the they're the king of of uh, of uh, communal design, communal planning. And if they look at the success of iPad and come away with it, the take the, the have, their takeaway from that is that what people really want is a tablet with a keyboard. It's it's embarrassingly stupid. It's just. stupid. Stupid! It is, it is so weird that that would be their takeaway. It is just weird. 
and and that's what they've they've been you know that's that was their years late to to market uh product was a tablet with a keyboard because that's what people really want and it's it and it's because of Microsoft was so determined is so determined to perpetuate windows but it turns out that, that that's not what we want we don't want windows on our tablets when no one wants even windows on their on their pc even even the people that use it and say it's better it's not like they like it yeah that's it here microsoft assumes you want that they nope. assume you want windows everywhere they assume you want things. No, it's, it's worse than that, Gene. They assume that their desire for you to want it is what matters. Well, they're also assuming at the same time that that's what you want. Or they want you to want that, to want Windows everywhere. And now there's a story from somewhere claiming that Microsoft might give the heave-ho to, what is Wind- it? Windows RT. Windows RT. Yeah. What is that about? I'm gobsmacked. I yeah, I don't uh I I don't I don't know <laughs> I'm almost at a loss of words. So Windows RT is the version of Windows that was designed for ARM-based tablets. Correct. And the rumor is that that they're about ready to kill it and it's you know relative it's a relatively new product. Uh how Microsoft thinks it can continue on with with uh, you know being a player in the tablet market without ARM-based processors is is just beyond me. Well, the problem is, of course, that they're not selling product. That's true. That that's true, but they're not going to change that. By abandoning the, um, um, uh, the the processing architecture that is driving the expanse into uh, of mobile right now, that is driving both um, uh, smartphones and uh, and tablets. Not that they're necessarily abandoning it for Windows Phone, mind you, but um, I, I I would I would have been a lot happier. Are a lot more confident in Microsoft's tablet future if the rumor was that they were abandoning the Surface and they were going to instead uh, expand uh, Windows Phone to tablets like they should have in the first place and allowed tablets to be tablets and allowed phones to be phones and allowed uh, desktop PCs to be desktop PCs. You know, kind of like Apple did. Well, it looks like Windows Phone is taking off a little bit, and I wonder if that's partly the expense of BlackBerry. So much more to talk about with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. (music) 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While well, my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this 
is truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338. And talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins, and herbs. utopiasilver.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. As I'm saying, Brian, and feel free to jump in, dive in, and disagree. Windows Phone seems to be doing a little bit better. Sales are going up. Maybe at the expense of BlackBerry? Do you think there's some potential there as the third player, at least? I, I would love for there to be a third player, a viable third player in in the space i've always wanted for there to be a third a legitimate third player in the pc space too and and linux unfortunately doesn't count um because we uh, another conversation for another day but I, I especially would like for there to be another whole widget player um uh meaning uh, you know a company that is responsible for both the hardware and the software you know blackberry was that company and BlackBerry failed to be able to keep up with the uh, competition. It being Microsoft, so the reason why I want there to be to this third uh, uh, legitimate uh, player is because is because that keeps Apple on its toes, and that keeps Google on their toes, and um, uh, I think that that kind of world, the, the you know the the the, the sort of binary. Apple versus Microsoft world, I don't think has anywhere near as much uh, uh, benefits for the consumer um, as, uh, you know, Apple versus Microsoft versus another company that I'm talking about PCs there. And the Apple versus Google world doesn't have anywhere near as many benefits for consumers as, as Apple versus Google versus Microsoft would. So they've got a shot at it. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Windows Phone, the the interface for Windows Phone was the was Microsoft doing its own thing. They weren't trying to copy Apple. They were actually, you know, thinking about it differently, which is not something that Microsoft normally does. And it's kind of a shame to me that um that they haven't seen a little more success that instead the copycats, which is which is Google, uh, and uh, as well as its OEMs, that the, they're the ones who have who have um, uh, seen success, and they did so on the backs of Apple's innovations. And what's going to happen now with Nokia coming into Microsoft's umbrella? Why would the one or two other companies who make Windows Phone products continue? I mean, Nokia has always been a pretty good company in terms of building quality smartphones and other mobile handsets. So doesn't that have a mixed result? Well, it's worked for Google. Google owns Motorola, and Google has has worked overtime to never take advantage of that, which is weird. 
but I'm not sure that, that that's going to be a, a huge problem. After all, what are those other companies going to use? Well, obviously Android, which is what they're doing now. Well, that, that's true. And uh, that's true. And uh, so from that standpoint, it's not like things are going to get worse for, for, micro, for, for Microsoft. I, I, would love it from, I would love it if Microsoft actually took a whole widget approach to, to smartphones. I think they could, uh, if they took responsibility for all of the hardware and all of the software that Microsoft's product and I, Microsoft's end user experience might actually improve. So as far as you're concerned, this is a good thing. It could be a good thing. I kind of doubt they can actually do it, but it could be a good thing. You say you doubt. Does this mean that Nokia becomes less efficient under the Microsoft umbrella or what? Well, you know, so Nokia, for, for uh, your listeners that are in, this, in, the, the, in the States, Nokia was the phone company, the, the uh, uh, handset company, the cell phone company for... Uh, more than a decade. They owned the market outside of the U.S. They owned, they still own the feature phone market, you know, even though that, that market is shrinking and there's no money in it. And they were also the early uh, smartphone leader with their uh, Symbian OS. And, you know, Symbian is, is gone. Sim- Sim- Symbian was buried uh, years ago. And Microsoft, I'm sorry, Nokia found it very, very difficult to address the disruption that it, that was iPhone and then eventually the, the copycat of Android. So, so th- that company, with all its resources and all its success, they did a lot of things right in the cell phone market. You know, they're responsible for a lot of the uh, uh, the technology that goes into to various standards that we use every single day. Um, you know, there there is definitely there's a lot of good technology at Nokia, but you know, at the end of the day, the guy from Microsoft, and that's Stephen Elop, the guy we were talking about earlier, you know, he was unable to turn around. And that's, that's despite the fact that under his stewardship, I think that Nokia has released really attractive phones. I think the Lumia phones are, are most of them at least, there's a couple that are pretty ugly, but most of them are, are really attractive devices. And for whatever reason, they just didn't catch on with consumers. In passing, what would have happened if Nokia tried Android and built Android phones? Would Samsung have something to fear? Absolutely. It would have. Yeah, if, if Nokia had turned to Android, I, I, I thought at the time that that's what uh, Nokia should do, that they should embrace Android. They should ditch Symbian and, and embrace Android. Well, they ditched Symbian, but they embraced Microsoft instead. And that was because Microsoft paid for that. You know, Microsoft was heavily subsidizing uh, Nokia's hardware under Stephen Elop because Microsoft was interested in getting some traction somewhere, anywhere that it could. And uh, had Nokia applied their own knowledge to come up with their own skin of Android, or better yet, left that to Google and, and gone ahead and shipped a you know, just a, a, a stock Android. I think that Nokia would be where, Sam, where Samsung is today and that, that they would be doing so without having copied Apple. Without having to sell their smartphone division to Microsoft for fire sale prices either. 
Correct. Yeah, absolutely. They, they would basically still be in the position that they used to be in as, as the dominant uh, uh, handset maker, uh, be duking it out with Apple. Wouldn't also going to Android from Symbian have been a more related switch? Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. Symbian, Symbian was cool for its day, but that's really, I mean, you know, you got to go back 10 years for uh, any kind of, at any kind of point where Symbian was, was cutting edge, you know, Blackberry had, I'm sorry, research in motion with its Blackberry product. Um, they were the cutting edge company that, that was out Nokia, Nokia, out Nokia-ing. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. And Okay, uh, you've made up some new words here, ladies and gentlemen. What we have here is we've caught Brian Chaffin early to do this show. As a result, his brain is slow. working in directions we've never seen it work before. But they say that about me, and we have to do this break. We have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer with us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. American gardeners and fellow patriots make the right choice with your money, time, and your family food supply. Choose 100% pure heirloom seeds in the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. Why spend more? The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com is only $37.95 and includes 20 varieties of pure, hardy, easy-to-grow heirloom seeds. Yes, only $37.95. That's 70% less than our competitors. You could buy three Survival Seed Vaults for less than one of theirs. The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com includes detailed planting and seed saving instructions and ship same day plus all orders over $49 ship free mypatriotsupply.com is american owned by patriots like you passionate about freedom and preparedness call now 866-229-0927 that's 866-229-0927 or discover more emergency preparedness items when you order at mypatriotsupply.com choose the original choose the survival seed vault at mypatriotsupply.com To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited-time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds that are open-pollinated and can be grown 
harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. A healthy digestive system supports a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system protects you against infections and disease. Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse, available at Terraganics.com, is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic and is gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM1 contains three groups of beneficial microbes and enzymes to cleanse and remove toxins, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, and aids in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, is non-GMO, has all natural certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is never freeze-dried. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM1, the raw probiotic. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So we come up with here that possibly Stephen Elop, who went from Microsoft to Nokia, do you think that was part of Microsoft's Machiavellian plan? Oh, for sure. I'm sure that, that he had Steve Ballmer's blessing to go over there. And, uh, but, you know, whether or not my, Microsoft planned it is, is another issue. Uh, the one we probably won't hear until these people start retiring and, and tell all books come out. Even then, they may not say. Even then, they may not say. Huh. This is getting more and more fascinating how these things have turned out. Yeah, right now, this is the way it is. What could have been is irrelevant. The question now is, under Microsoft's umbrella, will Windows Phone do better with Nokia? I don't know. I really don't. It's I hard, think yeah. Android is still doing very well, with the exception that you kind of get the impression Google doesn't have it quite on the front burner as much because they're really not making a lot of money from Android. Google makes more money f- off of the uh, Apple's iOS platform than it does from its own platform. But Google needs to stay there because, you know, the, one of the reasons why Google was so interested in doing Android in the first place is because they knew that mobile was going to be a big deal. They're, they were very pressing about this. They were very on it. And, especially once they found out that Apple was doing the iPhone, they knew that they were going to be locked out of a lot of consumer information if they didn't have a presence in the smartphone world. They knew that if Apple locked up the smartphone market, 
that they would be shut out. You know, and they've said this. this these, are, these are things that uh, Eric Schmidt and Larry Page have, have um, uh, talked about publicly. And uh, so they can't go anywhere. Even if they're not making a ton of money, they are still getting some information from people. So, like, information about where we go is still valuable information for serving up desktop ads. That was my point. So they might be not be making a lot of money from serving ads on Android, but they are taking the, the data that they're learning from Android users, and that is being used to uh, as part of our profiles that end up getting served on, on the ads where they do make money, which is on the desktop. So all in all, they figure it's a gain. The more people whose profiles they get, the more they can make money from them, maybe not from the Android smartphone, but maybe from using other Google products and services. There you go with Google. Let's talk about a couple of other things before we let you go here. And number one is an article you did just a few days ago for the Mac Observer. Quanta reportedly lands large iPad assembly vies with Foxconn for iWatch. Now, the first part, we understand that Apple wants to have multiple suppliers for products. So if somebody can't build enough, they'll go to somebody else. All right. But now we're talking about a decision to select from two companies, contract factories, to build a product that officially hasn't been announced, the iWatch. So what is that based on? We don't know that there's an iWatch. We kind of think there might be. There are certain indications that Apple is certainly interested in wearable devices. But we don't know there's an iWatch. Well, we we don't know that there's an iWatch, um, but what we do know is that Tim Cook uh, says that the wrist is very interesting and that he thinks that that's going to be a big part of wearable computing. And he also says that wearable p- computing is going to be a big thing. So when you, when you sort of break down all that Cook code, as I like to call it, um, Apple's going to do an iWatch. It might not be called the iWatch, but they're going to do a watch, smartwatch. Well, the reason it might be called an iWatch is only because supposedly Apple is trademarking the name around the world, and yep. it's the most logical name to use. It is. In fact, um, of course, you know, Apple could surprise us because what's logical about iPod? Give or take a bit, nothing. We also look at the potential for an iWatch in the framework of what's out there already, like the Samsung Galaxy Gear smartwatch, which has been a huge failure. We're looking at the Pebble, for example. But these are all accessories that you wear on your wrist, accessories to your smartphone or tablet. And the question is, is that where Apple wants to go? Or does Apple actually think, you know what, maybe what we'll do is have a standalone device. That yes, it will mate with these other products for more features, but there will be a basic wireless feature set, even if nothing else comes along for the ride. Yeah, I think I think that the that Apple's foray into wearables is going to be different than what other people have done, other companies have done. And I think that the I think that it's going to be more than just an accessory. I think that it's going to be a companion device um that, that is in some way going to make sense. You know, Apple is uh, putting a lot of resources uh, into this product, according to various leaks, 
And Apple's not going to be doing that for a device that, you know, is going to sell for, you know, a hundred bucks and, and be bought by a million people. I mean, it's, it's going, there's going to be a compelling reason for us to want this product um, or Apple won't release it. And, and I think that Apple will release and I think that they're going full steam ahead and they're, they're trying to get it just right before they do release it. Uh, and that's something, of course, that um, a company like Samsung wouldn't understand. Samsung puts out something, anything, and hopes something will take off. Yeah, well, Sam, Samsung's business model has historically been a lot different from Apple's. You know, Samsung tries to fill all niches with something. So, you know, they release a ton of feature phones. They release a ton of different uh, smartphones that all have, you know, the, the, that are all designed to, to compete at various price points. And... And the same thing is true with their TVs. The same thing is true with their washer and dryers. Same thing is true with their with their refrigerators, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, um, it's just it's a fundamentally different approach to the market than Apple, and and uh, which you know is it's kind it's it's sad. It's just actually it's sad and funny to watch Samsung go through all these gyrations to uh, to try to be Apple when. They're, they're just not set up to be Apple. They, they can't be Apple. Now, I think another issue when we come to this is that is there sufficient demand for good quality, cheaper smartphones? Well, and does Apple still need to consider something cheaper? I'll give you an example of this. There's a new Motorola product called the Moto G. It's gone on sale in Europe. And it's coming to the U.S. We're talking about basically a $200 smartphone unlocked. It's gotten decent reviews. As a matter of fact, your predecessor on the show this week, Kirk McElhern, who certainly is a longtime Mac user. He's written Take Control books. He works with Mac World. He is the Mac World iTunes guy. But he wanted to see what it's like on the other side of the street. So he saw this review for the Moto G from Motorola. The division, of course, of Google. That's a pretty good phone. Two hundred dollars unlocked. Oh uh, yeah, great. I guess there are people out there that want pretty good phones. And that's the question here: Does Apple see or have to be aware of the possibility that some of these phones might start cannibalizing sales of these more expensive products, these aspirational products? That Apple has to be ready with something. It's not just the iPhone 5C or last year's 4S, but something even lower in terms of price. You, you know, you, you have to look at the 5C to get the lesson from Apple. And you know what? Before we listen to what that lesson is, here are a few other lessons to offer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for 129000 You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Shop in your underwear. Get prepared in your pajamas. Get food for camping from the comfort of your own bed. Whatever you do, get in on Freeze Dry Guy's Bean Blowout Sale. There's no better bargain on beans. Dehydrated small red chili beans, pinto beans, and baby lima beans. With a super long shelf life, these healthy beans are a big time score for emergency preparedness or outdoor activities. Bean Blowout Cases of six number 10 cans for just 97 bucks. Only $97 plus free shipping. No need to gas up and go. Shop online now at freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. This super sale runs now all the way through Cyber Monday, December 2nd, while supplies last. Freeze Dry Guys, beans, beans, they're good for your heart. The more you buy now, the more you feel smart. On sale only at freezedryguy.com. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. 
On the Tech Night Out Live, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. And we were talking here, I guess, almost the last topic of our little visit together, and that is whether a phone like a Moto G, which is apparently a very good quality phone, does everything fairly well or very well, very inexpensive, does Apple still have to look at something cheaper? Now, let's go into what you were about to say about the iPhone 5C, which I guess is the replacement for offering last year's iPhone 5. Instead of offering last year's phone, they built a new phone with plastics, multicolored plastics, a little bit better battery, a little bit better stuff. Yeah, so the rumor for the 5C is that it was going to be the affordable iPhone. And by affordable, we're really we're looking at the non-subsidized market. We're looking at the emerging markets like uh, uh, China, Brazil, uh, India, and Russia, the so-called BRIC nations. And when it was released, we saw that uh, everyone had it rock. You know, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting. This kind of this this this. I don't want to. I guess we shouldn't go uh, down too much of a rabbit hole. But um, this is kind we of we are already in a rabbit hole. It can't get any worse. Excellent. If you if you interpreting the leaks that come out of uh, Apple supply chain is an art, not a science. And um, the the five C was was proof of that. You know, every, everyone knew that Apple was working on a different phone, a second phone to be introduced alongside the flagship phone, and because analysts wanted the analysts are desperate for Apple to stop being Apple and start being every other company and released phones that compete for market share for the sake of market share. They're desperate for that because they don't understand anything else. And they, and they wanted the iPhone five C to be that. And so there were all these sort of uh, expectations uh, set up for the iPhone five C to be that when it wasn't, it upset the Apple cart. And uh, um, the, 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 the lesson from the 5C that I was originally talking about is this. Apple, the, the longer we go in the cycle of iPhone sales, and I'm talking about the year-long cycle from new product to new product, the, the higher the mix skews towards last year's models. And the problem with selling the iPhone 5 as last year's model is that it's very expensive to manufacture. And so the 5C was never designed, it was never envisioned as the product that Apple was going to use to take profitless market share in emerging markets. And instead, it was designed to increase Apple's margins when it comes later in the cycle, uh, when they're when they're selling more. Five C's is a percentage uh, of the of, of the whole because they make more money on each five C than they would have selling the Apple Five at the same prices. And and the the point of that is that Apple is not going to go for market share. And if Apple could release the kind of product that offers the kind of experience. That that is that is Apple's raison d'etre, and sell it at a price that still gives Apple the kinds of margins that are um, uh, the what sustain Apple's raison d'etre. Then Apple will release it. 
But I don't think you can do that. Well, maybe not now. Maybe at some point in time in the future as parts costs get lower. I mean, one thing that you don't have on the Moto G, this is something that Kirk didn't mention, and I should mention if you're looking at one, it doesn't do LTE. Now, maybe that's not important because maybe all you're doing is email and checking websites, and it's probably perfectly capable of doing that with decent speed. But if you want really fast performance, uploads and downloads, no, that's not it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there's always going to be there's always going to be some kind of um, trade off when you're selling an inexpensive phone, and the question is whether or not that market, that segment of the market, is profitable. And heretofore, that segment of the market has not been profitable. Apple doesn't enter non unprofitable markets. Apple doesn't do uh, doesn't doesn't try to sell things for the sake of selling them. You know, that's not what Apple does. And I don't think I, – I, I bought into the notion that the 5C was going to be inexpensive. It seemed to make a lot of sense to me. You know, it's going to be a plastic device. Apple must have figured out a way that they can, you know, uh, sell a phone uh, with the kinds of margins that they want for, you know, somewhere three or 400 bucks at the retail level. I, I bought into that. And I was wrong to have done so. And, and I, I, again, I think that, that you – if you're wanting Apple or thinking that Apple might be going after market share, look at what happened with the 5C and understand that Apple is not going to go for market share for market share sake, period. But they still can make stuff that's regarded as inexpensive. Look at the cheapest iPod for $49. Um, that's true because Apple can offer the kind of experience that it wants to. Like I said, if if there was a way... For Apple to delight its customers and sell a smartphone for four hundred dollars that has the same kind of margins and and the same quality experience as what they're achieving now selling their devices for uh, six fifty and up, well, they probably will do that. Possibly. Brian, I think they are trying to do it. They are looking into ways of offering that experience for less money, and it's not just selling a two-year-old model or something like that, which is what the iPhone 4S is. It is finding a way to today build a compelling smartphone that performs really good, isn't high-end but offers a lot of great features, and build it for something that's, you know, 100 or $200 less. I don't know that they can do it. But certainly as economies of scale improve, as parts become more generic, at least except for the custom stuff they build, maybe they could. They certainly have to be looking at it. I don't believe they're not. It's just right now they can't. And right now, even the phones that seem to have potential, you're going to see some trade-off. Number one, maybe the manufacturer has decided not to make a profit on that. They just want to move volume. I don't know with the Moto G how much money Motorola is making on that thing. Not much. I can't think for a $200 smartphone they're making a lot. Nope. Obviously, customers like it, but Apple will never do that. And then again, we have to consider Google's plight. Motorola Mobility is not making much in the way of profits. They're losing money. I think they've lost a billion dollars since they were acquired by Google. Is that ever going to turn around? And if it doesn't turn around, what does Google do? Do they keep that division? Do they spin it off? And rely on Samsung and other companies to build out the gear. Google bought Motorola for all the wrong reasons. It was a uh, a knee jerk 
response to bolster their patent portfolio as a defense against Apple. And they paid way too much for that. And it's been a failed strategy because Motorola's patents haven't scored any victories for Google. And they refuse to do what they should, which is to make Motorola into their whole widget division and make the best possible devices they can where, where they're, you know, they're giving themselves the advantage of, of full integration of hardware and software. Instead, they've got this sort of like, you know, one company with two systems kind of thing, like the opposite of China. I don't know, going off on a, on a weird metaphor there, but Google's never going to do anything with Motorola. We know that Brian Chaffin does a lot of things. Tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. Well, I am, of course, at MacObserver.com, where we do cover uh, Apple news, tips, and reviews. And you can find my personal blog at GeekTales.com, and I'm on Twitter as TMO Brian. And you can find us on Twitter. We are Tech Night Owl. We're Tech Night Owl on Twitter. And if you go to TechNightOwl.com, you find our web portal with my blog, community forums, and, of course, links to all the shows for the last six or seven years. We also have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night featuring a guy named Richard Dolan, really fascinating guy this week at Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. Brian Chaffin, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. My pleasure. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.